Welcome to the ROTC Scholarship Podcast, hosted by former Army ROTC Professor of Military Science, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Rob Kirkland. In these episodes, we explore how to best prepare yourself to obtain one of these valuable scholarships for those applicants who wish to attend a college or university and become officers in the military. The application process can be complex and confusing. This podcast works to make it more understandable. And now, the ROTC Scholarship Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the uh, ROTC uh, Scholarship Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rob Kirkland. And uh, today I want to talk uh, to you about what you do after you win an Army ROTC scholarship. So first of all, if you're in this uh, situation, congratulations to you. Congratulations for winning uh, a scholarship. The competition is intense for these scholarships. And, you know, once you win one of them, you know, your attention now changes and your focus then now uh, turns to, well, now what do I do? You know, what schools do I go to? What do I, which, and what is the scholarship going to pay for? And and what other concerns that I have? So what I want to do in today's uh, podcast is talk to you kind of about the steps that are going to uh, happen after you uh, win these scholarships. And I want to sort of take it uh, by, uh, ROTC program because, you know, each one is sort of different in sort of the way that they treat uh, these, uh, you know, once you win these scholarships. So what I'll start first with uh, is uh, the Army scholarship, the Army ROTC scholarship. So the Army scholarship uh, pays for either four years of uh, tuition at any public or private college or university or a three-year what's called three-year advanced designee scholarship, where your first year you have to pay for, and then the last three years, the army, the army pays, pays for. And so you're going to be offered one of those two scholarships off of, off of, off of a board. And so army ROTC makes you uh, rank schools into up to seven schools uh, that you can apply to or not apply to, but to, that you can put down to get offered a scholarship to. Army ROTC awards your scholarship based on the school. And they usually don't reach down beyond your number four school. So generally what Army ROTC is going to try to do is give you a scholarship offer to your top three schools, your top three schools. And then that offer will come out uh, on the ROTC uh on your application website and will then be offer you either a four year or a three year advanced designee to uh, three, three different schools. And so what you have is you have 30 days uh, after you're offered the scholarship to make a decision one way or the other on what one school that you want to accept the scholarship to. So then what you do is you uh, indicate what school you want uh, to take the scholarship to, and then you upload uh, the letter uh, back to uh, the Army ROTC and accept that accept that scholarship. So it's important to keep in mind with all of these ROTC scholarships that admission to the school to the college or university is completely separate from the ROTC scholarship. So if you get say a scholarship awarded off of off of a board in October or a board in January, 
uh, you could have an offer to a school and not even have admission to that school yet. So you're still working uh, even at maybe after you've been, been awarded a scholarship and trying to get admission to the college or university. So you may be in a situation where you have to set the scholarship to one of these schools and you may not be completely sure that you are admitted admitted to that admitted to that school. Uh, so, first of all, I should allay some of your concerns regarding that. In that, uh, it, let's just say you accept uh, the scholarship to say a, com- a very competitive school that you may have a question of whether or not you're going to get into or not. You can accept that scholarship, and if later you're not admitted to that school you can upload a letter to a school that you were, were accepted to and, and request from Army ROTC to switch that scholarship to the other school, right? So that means that, uh, that, uh, that they'll work as hard as they can to get that scholarship changed because Army ROTC knows that you're not going to necessarily get into all the schools that you apply to. So they will work hard to try to get that scholarship changed over for you to, to that other school. Uh, so uh, that also uh, may happen if you make, say, make the decision that you want to change your mind. Say, you know, you might do a visit in the spring to a school that you didn't accept the Army ROTC scholarship to. You make the decision that school is a better choice. You can also upload the acceptance letter from the school that you want to go to now and ask ROTC to uh, make that change to you. And I can tell you that in almost all circumstances, uh, they, they will make that, they will make that change uh, for you. So that's kind of a, a good thing. Uh, I think, uh, you know, but keep in mind the importance is that army ROTC is not going to make that change until they see a letter of acceptance. So you have to have that letter of acceptance uh, in order to make the change from the, the one school uh, to the other. Okay, so uh, so in other words, you're not locked into that school. If after that 30 days, you know, you make decision on one school, and then you want to change later. You're not necessarily locked in. But Army ROTC wants you to try to make the best guess that you can, and that you know the scholarship that you you know accept because they don't want to be changing scholarships for you know hundreds of candidates they want you to try to make the best guess that you can and accept the scholarship to the school that you're originally offered to if if you can at all possible but they realize that there certainly are going to be exceptions of people who don't get into the school or change their mind okay so say you're in you're on the january board for army rotc and in early february you're given uh your uh, school winner that you're and you accept the the scholarship to one school that you've uh, selected, but you haven't gotten admission to that school yet. So, what steps would you would I recommend that you take after this? One would be I think you certainly need to inform both admissions at the at your number at the school that you've accepted the scholarship to, as well as the the Army ROTC program there that you've been accepted to for an Army ROTC scholarship. And I would say this is a, this would be the same case for an Air Force or Navy scholarship. Because once admissions knows about that, they may then speed up your process uh, in order to uh, get admission to that school. Uh, on the Army ROTC end or the ROTC end, they may also help push to get you into that school. That may be also a good leverage point to use in the time period that you have between 
when you're awarded the scholarship and when you have to ex accept one school to be able to use that as a leverage point in order to see if admissions or the ROTC program could help you get in within that 30 day time window in order to be able to uh, get admission. And this kind of gets back to uh, some of the points I've made in previous uh, podcasts regarding how an ROTC scholarship in hand may actually help you get into maybe a REIT school or a school that you wouldn't have a chance to get into. I know when I was at uh, Claremont McKenna College uh, that a person on an Army ROTC scholarship would oftentimes be given the same consideration that a recruited athlete would have. So definitely inform admissions and the ROTC program that you've been accepted to that school or accepted that the ROTC scholarship has been accepted and that or you've been awarded one and request from that school to have to make an admissions decision on you so you can affirmatively, affirmatively say that uh, you're going to be going to that school. All right. So this also gets to kind of this question of, um, of incentives also, is that uh, you may make a decision on what school you attend based on the incentives that they provide uh, that is in addition to the scholarship. There's many uh, programs that give room and board and uh, or first year tuition on a three-year scholarship that may actually make you want to change your, uh, your choice from one school to another or accept one school over, over another. And there's many uh, programs that actually accept rolling admission. So uh, even though, say, you may have missed the admission deadline, say, December or January 1st admission deadline, uh, because you're an R Army ROTC or, or ROTC scholarship recipient, uh, that may allow then colleges or universities to consider you for admission uh, when you might not normally have uh, been past the deadline for a fall uh, admit. So you always have to look down that uh, route with either uh, the admissions department or the ROTC program to see if they have uh, some room for late admits or people that miss, miss the deadline. I think this might be crucial in cases uh, where you, uh, you know, where there may be incentives like room and board or first year tuition for off of a three year scholarship that may make sense for you to apply late to a college or university and have that uh the scholarship offer change to another school in order to be able to take advantage of these incentives. If you're a little late to kind of getting an idea whether or not, uh, you know, whether uh, if you're a little bit late regarding incentives. Uh, very quickly on my website, uh, ROTC Consulting, uh, there'll be, you can download uh, some uh, spreadsheets that have the uh, ROTC incentives for both Army, for the separate files for Army. Navy and Air Force. So go ahead and check that out uh, on the site. There's a small fee to um, to download those uh, incentives. Okay, so uh, second, let's talk about uh, Air Force next. Is uh, Air Force is different than the Army because uh, they don't base the scholarship on the school itself. They they just give you a scholarship. So you accept the scholarship within uh, a time frame or window, uh, I believe it's also 30 days or right around 30 days. And it's your job then to get accepted to school and to use the scholarship that you're given uh, to whatever college or university you, you want to go to. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be at a Air Force ROTC detachment uh, college or university. It can be a college or university that is um, 
that is uh, not at the not at that particular attachments program. So uh, one of the things that you know with Air Force is you're going to be awarded either a a Type One, a Type Two, or a Type Seven. So a Type One uh, is just like the Army or Navy scholarship in that it provides four years of uh, at uh, either a public or private college or university for full tuition. That's only about 7% of the uh, applicants get that. And there's a type two that's that's about 20% of the applicants. It's about $18,000 a year uh, over four years. And then most of the applicants get a type seven scholarship that uh, provides uh, tuition for any in-state school for four years, or it can be converted to $18,000 a year for the last three years uh, of the scholarship awarding. So, uh, so you've got to find the school if you're, if, uh, once you're awarded the Air Force scholarship and you, and you accept it. So this also gets into kind of the incentives piece is that, uh, there's a number of public schools that, uh, that recognize you as in-state student if you're an out-of-state candidate. So if you live in California and you apply to any, for example, any Texas school, state school, you're considered an in-state resident for Texas on a type seven scholarship. So basically you get in-state tuition for Texas, even though you're from say California, Nevada, or any other a state. Uh, so that's an important consideration, particularly if you're given a type seven scholarship. And so uh, my incentives list for Air Force ROTC kind of lists all the programs nationwide, public Colleges that uh, give room and bo- that give um, uh, in-state recognition to out-of-state students. So that's going to be crucial for Type Seven. Uh, for you know Type Ones, uh, you know you, you room and board is in play for for a number of different schools, and I note that in there in my uh, in my incentives uh, spreadsheet. So again, you got to meet the application deadlines for the schools. Some of those application deadlines for the colleges, universities may be extended for ROTC applicants, don't forget that. But, you know, you should definitely, you know, apply to schools where you can maximize your uh, ROTC, your Air Force ROTC scholarship. So that's another, uh, I think, thing to kind of talk about regarding uh, Air Force. I think Air Force in particular is the most flexible in that, you know, they don't lock you into certain schools and then having to change schools, you know, if you don't want to go to those schools. So I I sort of like the way that the Air Force does the way they give out their scholarships, uh, not being school dependent, uh, but clearly, you know, they have probably less of less control over, you know, who goes where, but it does give the candidate the maximum flexibility. And then third, I want to sort of talk about the Navy and uh, Navy ROTC and Navy ROTC Marine Corps um, option. Uh, the rules that I talked about for the Army are, are, pretty much the same for the Navy, uh, except uh, that the Navy uh, makes you check a box on the application that indicates your number one school. And they are going to award that scholarship to that number one school that you put on your application. So you have to be pretty sure that that your number one school that you check is a school that you want to go to. However, Navy ROTC does have the ability to be able to change your scholarship if you're not accepted the school or you change your mind. So like the Army ROTC scholarship, you need to you know make sure that you make a good choice and a very, very solid choice for your number one 
school and you're going to get you're going to get awarded the scholarship to that number one school. But if you're not accepted or need to change, then there is some flexibility within the maybe um, scholarship to uh, be able to change just like the uh, army of scholarship. Right. So uh, remember, the Navy ROTC scholarship is what I consider the Cadillac of uh, of ROTC scholarships in that all of their scholarships are four year full scholarships to any public or private college or university. So, you know, unlike the Army that has about 40 percent of their scholarships being the full four year scholarships or the Air Force, which is only seven percent. The Navy is 100%. So you get one of those Navy scholarships and you want to go to one of those high-priced schools, you're good to go with um, with the, with the um, with Navy ROTC. And if you want to serve in the Navy or, or the Marine Corps, it's a great choice if you can get one of those scholarships. Probably one of the more competitive scholarships, certainly I think the most competitive compared to Army and uh, Air Force. All right. So another question you may ask is, should you, um, you know, if you get, if you apply for multiple scholarships and say you get a army and air force and Navy scholarship, should you, you know, turn down one and accept the other two and, and, or accept one and decline the other two. My recommendation, if you're not sure exactly what, what school, what ROTC service you want to attend is what you should do is you should accept the scholarships and then, do more research, do more visits to schools, more visits to ROTC programs until you have a very, very solid uh, decision on which program you want to, which ROTC service that you want to attend. And then at that point, then you can, you can turn down the other scholarships. Of course, we want to, you want to turn down the scholarships when you know which service ROTC program you want to you want to go to because you know you want to free up that scholarship for another candidate. But there's no there's no downside on your end to keeping those in your hip pocket until you've made a very very solid decision about which which program that you want to um, or which you know service program you want to uh, attend. So go ahead and accept those scholarships. Keep them in your hip pocket until a time when you know you're not going to be needing that scholarship. And then finally, uh, one of the things that's going to be activated a couple of weeks uh, after you accept the scholarship is going to be the Dodbert Physical. Now, if you're not applying to a service academy and just for ROTC programs, that is when you will get an email from Dodmaps, which is the civilian uh, manager for the Department of Defense Medical Exam Review Board, Dodmerb. To determine whether you're medically qualified or not. So about two weeks to three weeks after you accept the scholarship, you should be getting an email from, from Dodmer, from Dodmaps, uh, as, uh, asking you to start your the scholarship process. And that's got the, um, the uh, physical moving forward. And so that'll be another thing that will be activated uh, once you uh, accept the scholarship as Dodmer. And uh, I have a podcast for that um, episode that talks about Dodd Merman death. So I suggest if you have any, uh, you know, questions or you know, think or questions about the Dodd uh physical itself, that go ahead and tune into that podcast with my uh, good friend John Edelman and I, who did that um, and laid laid that out pretty well. So again, uh, to summarize, uh, kind of what I'm talking, what I talked about here today is first of all, congratulations if you. Uh, 
achieved uh, the ROTC uh, scholarship. You have some steps, obviously, that you have to take where you, you know, you got to see if you can leverage that scholarship to gain admission to a college or university. You have a certain amount of time to make a decision one way or the other. If you want to accept the scholarship, that's in the case of the Army and, and the uh, Navy, and certainly the Air Force too, but you have to accept usually want the, the schools, the school that they offer it to you for the Army and Navy, Air Force, you don't have to, uh, it's not school dependent. But you definitely have to keep working to get that college admissions and the college admissions to you that you want. You want to make sure that you uh, leverage all of the incentive programs uh, for the colleges and universities to see if you can maximize either room and board, first year tuition, uh, in-state recognition for out-of-state students. So that can uh, help you maximize and stretch your uh, scholarship as, as 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 long as it can go. Then uh, accept all the scholarships that you're offered and only return them to the ROTC program when you are sure that you want to accept one scholarship and not not the others. And then finally, get ready for the email for the Dodber physical that should be coming about two to three weeks after you formally accept the scholarship on the ROTC application. So hopefully this uh, episode was informative for you. you know, I invite you to visit uh, rotcconsulting.com webpage where we have a bunch of blog posts that kind of talk about a lot of these uh, uh, issues and things to be concerned about. But uh, again, you know, I wish you the uh, best of luck as you navigate this process and uh, and uh, we'll see you next time on, on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the ROTC Scholarship Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please leave a quick review. If you have any questions or want more information about ROTC or our consulting services, please visit our website at rotcconsulting.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time.